All right, guys, what's up? Welcome back to the Rigos Rag podcast. Ian Cummings here with another edition of the Rigos Rag Roundtable and a timely one. We're going to be talking about Trent Williams and uh, the situation that's kind of flared up in the past few days, as you might have read on our site. Uh, Trent Williams holding out of minicamp, uh, mandatory minicamp, in fact, something that you don't usually see from a veteran, a captain. Uh, at first, it was reported that he wanted a new contract, but now. Uh, there's been a new wrinkle added into the mix, and so we're going to kind of break it all down, try and piece it together, and see what might be happening and how the skins might be able to come out of this with or without Trent Williams. There's a lot of possibilities, a lot of ways I could go over. Uh, I'm here with uh, Jacob Kamaker, uh, Matt Hines, and Connor Forrest. So the crew is back together. Uh, Connor, I'll start with you, and then we'll go around the table. How you doing? Doing well, boys. It's good to uh, good to be back. Um... Yeah, man, fantastic. Uh, geez, talk about uh, talk about topics like this offseason. Isn't isn't this time of year where we all kind of put our feet up and fulminate over stories of receivers running routes and shorts? But Redskins love to keep us on our toes, don't they? Yeah, yeah. I was I was just thinking about that the other the other hour, not not quite the other day. It wasn't that long ago, but uh, yeah. Usually, usually they're winning the off season, and they were winning on the off season after the draft. But then all of a sudden, it's kind of crumbled. I don't know, Matt. How's uh, how's all this playing out with you? You you doing all right with uh, your star tackle uh, hanging in the limbo right now? I'm hanging in there, but obviously things could be a lot better. Uh, <laughs> to your guys' point of, you know, this is supposed to be the calm time of the year and everything's supposed to be okay. The Redskins win the offseason. You know, we had like a good draft. Free agency wasn't half bad. And then we had like two OTAs and Ruben Foster blew out his knee. And Trent Williams is holding out and might not want to play anymore for us. So it's, it's, it's a tough summer. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And high hopes to start it. All of a sudden it's kind of tumbling down the hill. So I don't know. I don't know what to take away from it. But Jacob. Uh, okay, first off, Jacob, how you doing? Second off, you've written a lot of stuff about this. What's your overall take? You know what to expect, and you know what might we see happen in the coming weeks or months or whatever. Yeah, so uh, I'm doing good. Uh, this situation is going to be extremely fluid. Um, I still, it's going to be hard for the team to like move on from him just because of how important he is to the team. Like it might be to the point that. It could go all the way up to the start of the regular season if the two of them, if the two sides are still fighting before they would eventually make a trade. Uh, but if Williams is in fact serious about never playing for the Redskins again, this is going to be very difficult for them to deal with because there's not going to be much that they could do to fix that trust. So this is something that's going to linger unless this actually is about money. And if that's the case, then I would expect the Redskins front office and coaching staff we'll figure out a way to make things work. But where we're kind of in limbo right now, it's hard to see what exactly is going to transpire. Yeah, yeah, a lot of different ways to play out. Connor, um, the report was from Jason Lockhamfora, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, how should how should he be responded to as a source? Because I know he has a spotty history, uh, but at the same time, it's a, it's a blue check mark. So you can't really you can't really just push it off the table. Yeah, there's no question. I, I think you know. I think with every source, you have to you have to take take a bit from it and kind of leave a little bit unsaid. I, I you know, Jason Lockenfora is is a professional, and uh, I really respect him. Um, but I think like Ian Rappaport, there are occasions where they'll they'll not per se botch stories, but they'll definitely overconflate stories. Um, I think the key part in his report, uh, you can read it; it's all over Twitter. 
But vowing never to play for the Redskins was something that I immediately thought was a little bit of an overstatement. This is definitely a black eye for the team yet again. I mean, you're you're talking about Darius Geis tears his ACL. Then he deals with infections. Alex Smith, he's dealing with infections. Colt McCoy, we're not even sure when he's still coming back. And then you've got this situation, and it it it's a really it's a really bad look for the team. And regardless of if you trust Jason Lockett or not, I can assure you that he's not sitting in his basement just coming up with with stuff. He's heard from people, and there's absolutely uh, truth to to some of his report. I know a lot of Skins fans, you know, a lot like me, have have some questions about the report, um, but I definitely think that there's some 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 truth to it. Um, I just, I really do look at the vow to never play for the Redskins again. I think that's a bit of an overstatement. I really think to a degree, and it's with everything in life, and it's not to pin down athletes, but it really does come down to money. The bottom line is if the Skins were to come to Trent today as we speak and say, guess what? We're going to give you 17 mil a year. We're going to sign you for four more years. Doubt that happens, but say they were to do that, I can assure you Trent Williams will be back tomorrow. Um, I think the whole vow to never play and, and this big gigantic grudge and this massive I hate them and I'll never see them again is, is I think it's a bit of an overstatement, but um, yeah, but for sure, it's just not a good look in general for the team. And I, I definitely think it's something that they, they're going to have to work to rectify. Yeah, yeah. And of course, that report is something that's been, uh, you know, uh, it's been contemplated over the past few days. People aren't sure whether, you know, how serious to take it. Um, I mean, obviously, Lock and Fora has missed some things in the past, as many big reporters have. But also, uh, Matt, wasn't there like some kind of a, a, a variation of confirmation from one of the Redskins players, I think Morgan Moses, the other day? Yeah, Morgan Moses commended Trent Williams for you know taking a stand. He said this is good for not just Redskins players, but all players, because he said things like this happen all across the league. And, you know, going back to, you know, all the way back to the concussion, this and that, and all sorts of. The NFL has a spotty history with medical treatment and players. That's putting it nicely. Um, the big thing here is we have no idea what actually happened with Trent. Like, we have no idea what this medical situation was. We know it had something to do with his head or his brain, but we don't know if it was a brain tumor or just something. You know, we don't know. Uh, but the fact that Trent, someone he's close with, I mean, uh, the fact that Morgan Moses, someone he's close with, you know, commended him for this the same day as Adrian Peterson, a good friend and fellow teammate, said he didn't know what he was talking about it just adds more confusion to the whole situation yes yeah for sure it's really it's hard to because like you can see from one angle how the contract would factor in because you know i think he's only getting around 13 million average annual value and uh the the market was set by trent brown's past offseason for 16.5 so maybe williams you know thinks he's the top tackle once get played wants to get paid like it but at the same time you have all these medical concerns that have been playing around and he might just not want to have to deal with it anymore. And the Skins training staff, you know, uh, I, I never like to blame someone when you can't directly source the blame. Like, no, we're not in there in the training room. We don't see wh- what exactly they're doing. But at the same time, there's kind of a correlation there and kind of a, a spotty history. So, Matt, uh, Connor, I'm going to go back to you guys real quick. You guys have deeper roots as far as Redskins fandom uh, in this in this roundtable. So... What does it mean having a guy like Trent, uh, you know, he's a guy who you've never had to question whether he's going to be there or not. You never had to question whether he's going to provide an impact or not at left tackle. You know, for almost a decade now, you've had that blindside blocker and you've been able to feel comfortable about that. Now, uh, that's not so certain anymore. How does that feel? Yeah, I mean, it 
it, dude, it sucks. I'll be honest. <laughs> I mean, let's be clear. I mean, when you think about the skins, obviously in the past 20 years, there just there has not been much they've done well. But immediately when you think of red skins for life, you, you, you think of Trent. That's the first guy, Silverback. Uh, 71. He's been there through, uh, you know, clearly, I, I would say, the, the worst this franchise has ever gone through. You know, through the... You know, Mike Shanahan drama, the RG3, the, the you know, Rex Grossman, Don, it's just the madness of it all, and he's stuck through it. I mean, it's, it's, it's the worst. Um, you, you hate to see a guy, especially to this degree, who's been through it all this upset, because clearly, whether you agree with Lock and Four as a court or not, it's widely known, and everyone knows right now, Trent is very upset. Uh, and whether that is... You know, with the team doctors, team trainers, nobody really knows. But uh, clearly, he's he is upset about something. And uh, I mean, for the skins, you can't afford to lose a guy that is a foundational brick. You know, we were talking earlier after the draft. We had a post draft on. We were talking about guys that you can build this team around. You can build around John Allen. You build around Deron Payne. You build around guys. Now you have Dwayne Haskins. You'll build around. Yeah. But all of that will be in the context of guys like Ryan Kerrigan and guys like Trent Williams, who to a degree are now at this point as, as important off the field in the locker room, teaching guys being a leader as they are on the field. Yeah. And you see right now with him gone, you're not just missing the best tackle in football, but right now you're missing chances for Dwayne Haskins to get proper good reps. You're missing chances for him to get on cue with the quarterback of that O-line, Trent Williams. And he's losing the opportunity. Now you've got Eric Flowers playing tackle, and you may as well put a marshmallow there because <laughs> Montez Sweat is throwing him around like a pillow, and it's going, you're Dwayne Haskins is now suffering. And it's a, it's a domino effect. So as a Skins fan, um, it really sucks. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I... I I think this can be rectified for sure. Yeah, and the timing, as Michael Scott would say, the timing here is nothing short of predominant. I mean, (laughs) in the NFL draft, I mean, things were coming together for this offense. I mean, they got Dwayne Haskins, they got some weapons, they got some interior depth, maybe a a potential starter in Wes Martin. It it looked like things were coming together. And now all of a sudden, oh, your star left tackle doesn't want to play for you anymore. It's just like uh, pulling the rug out from under them right when they got the table set all set up you know it's just it's crazy man it's crazy and yeah the the reports from training camp uh, are not promising i mean eric flowers i think michael michael phillips of uh richmond times said that he was getting thrown around like a rag doll um and then there were other reports that tyler catalina was playing a tackle which you don't want to see happen i mean he i respect the guy he made the nfl you know he stuck around his depth but you don't want to. You don't want to see him as your blindside blocker for Dwayne Haskins. You know that's not ideal. I don't know, but uh, Matt, how are you feeling about uh, potentially losing uh, Trent Williams? You know, there, nothing solid yet, but you know, it, there, there's clearly some ground that they need to make up here. Yeah. Uh, so I, I am a believer that money solves all. You know, I, I do think that uh, I don't remember who said it earlier, but someone made the point of they offered him a contract extension, you know, paid him a whole bunch more money. He'd probably be here. But if he truly feels like he's been wronged in some way that jeopardizes either, you know, his quality of life or his potential football career. And this really isn't about money. Obviously, there's 
there's a big situation here and we're looking at a trade or a release. And the fact that over the past decade, Trent Williams is the one player on this team that is potentially Hall of Fame caliber. Uh, you know, I say potentially, he's not a lock or anything like that. Uh, but he's near that level. You know, if he played for the Patriots for the last decade, I feel like people would be calling him a Hall of Famer. But he's been on a bad team and a bad offense, so he doesn't really get the nationwide recognition he deserves. And the Redskins have a player like that that's that special and that talented, and somehow, some way, we're in this situation. And that's the most Redskins thing ever. You have a potentially Hall of Fame player on a bad team, and he wants to leave because of something non-money related. That, that to me is baffling, and that just, you know, it, it, it reeks of mismanagement. It reeks of everything that's been happening that we're familiar with o- over the last decade. So, you know, I, I want to say that this is surprising. Like, yes, I was as surprised as anyone when that uh, Lock and Forward tweet came out or even when he held out, I was surprised. But when I really took a step back, I'm like, yeah, hey, you know, it's, it's, you know it's different day, same problem. The Redskins have managed to take a talented player and cause a negative situation to unfold. Uh, if we do lose him, I, I get a little worried. Even if we get good trade compensation for him, how does that help? You know, in 2019, with Dwayne Haskins, who's probably going to end up starting some. You know, I, I'm on the record of saying I think Case Keenum's your day one starter. But either way, Dwayne's going to take over at some point. And if we ignore this line, and Trent Williams is the anchor, uh, you know, I, I, the name David Carr sticks out. That was a guy that they took the quarterback first before protecting him, and it ruined his career. You know, it's an extreme scenario, but. I, I just, they have to protect Dwayne Haskins at all costs, and whatever it takes to get Trent, get Trent Williams back in the building, they need to do it. Yeah, yeah. And here's the thing: if if it's just about money, then they should be able to solve this, right? Like like you both said. I mean, money solves the problem. It, you know, if they're willing to kind of maybe cut, maybe they have to cut a guy to free up some room uh, if they want to extend Trent Williams. But they should be able to do that if they really wanted to do that, and if it was really only about the money. If it's not only about the money, you know, can it even happen? That, right. that, that's 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 the issue i don't know yeah but, they can find money like would you all trade Ver, you know as in not trade but would you lose vernon davis to keep trent williams i would i yeah. wouldn't lose a minute of sleep yeah no question about that yeah, yeah. that is a very solid trade especially when you have the rookie quarterback and so you know like you said you right. don't want to hurt his development i mean if, if he's facing facing pressure from that blind side every other play i mean that's gonna you know maybe form bad habits from trying to avoid pressure you know it'll hurt his development he won't be able to adapt and apply the knowledge that he learns on the field as often it's just it's a domino effect so it's going to be interesting but um in the event that maybe the Redskins find some trade partners well actually let's talk about that Jacob you wrote a piece recently about potential trade partners uh if Trent Williams were to be dealt um you want to go into a little more depth with that yeah and the important thing to remember is if they do have to trade Trent Williams, there are only going to be really a handful of teams that will really, really, really want him because they have to be a contender to be willing to take on a 31-year-old offensive tackle who's had a history of knee problems and suspensions in recent years and hasn't played a full year since 2013. So there are some concerns with Williams, but they're outweighed by the fact that he is arguably the best left tackle in the league. So you have to kind of look around the league, see what teams have a hole at the tackle position, preferably on the left side. And then you also have to look at whether or not they're going to be able to contend and then whether or not they have the cap space or can't create the cap space to get him. Now, the top two teams that could easily add Trent Williams, there's no cap issues. They figure to be playoff contenders, if not Super Bowl contenders this year, the Houston Texans and the Cleveland Browns. Uh, the Texans, Deshaun Watson, you mentioned David Carr earlier. Uh, 
he got sacked 62 times last year, Oof. which cannot happen again. The Texans invested a couple draft picks into tackles, but they were widely considered reaches. In the first round, they took Titus Howard, who was viewed as a day three guy. Second round, they took Max Sharping, who might move inside at the next level. We're not really sure. Um, if they had Trent Williams, that would at least give them one very solid tackle to protect Deshaun Watson. Um, for the Browns, same same idea. They have Greg Robinson starting at left tackle. And now Williams would be an upgrade there. Robinson would be a great swing tackle for them. Um, and it would protect Baker Mayfield. The third team to keep an eye on, in my opinion, is the Minnesota Vikings. Um, they could use an upgrade at right tackle, but they could move their current left tackle, Riley Reef, over there, plug in Williams as a starter there, really fix the offensive line that was the issue for them last year. Um, the only problem with that is the Vikings have very little cap space, uh, but they can create it if they really want to. They could try to trade Trey Waynes or Kyle Rudolph and cut a guy like Rashad Hill, who would be on the roster bubble as a tackle if they traded for Williams. Um, so those are the three teams that stand out. Again, it's not guaranteed that the Redskins are going to have to trade him, but if it is an untenable situation, those three destinations would stick out, and they'd be the type of team you could probably get a second-round pick from. Yeah, and I, I'm thinking about it. You know, Trent Williams is one of the best tackles in the league. I mean, even with all his issues, you gotta you you gotta be able to get some value from him, right? Oh yeah, and the the whole thing is you're not gonna get a first round pick for a player who's over thirty one and has an injury history. So you can throw that out the window. But teams that might view themselves as a piece away from being a contender, or this piece could put our O line over the top and really help us get deep in the playoffs the next two years, teams will be willing to give up for that because I mean, look at the Texans. If they got half a season out of out of Trent Williams, their offensive line would be significantly better and Deshaun Watson would take less hits. So it's all balancing need and value for both sides. Um, I think ultimately the most you would see them get is a second round pick for Williams, which would be fine because he's on a two-year deal, but he's over 30. Um, I'm not exactly positive they would get a second round pick and maybe another late round pick. But I do, I do think it's possible that they could pick up a day two selection, which would be a win, again, only if there is no way to fix the scenario with Trent Williams, because I think he's far too valuable to the team to give up if they can, in fact, get him to play for the team. Yeah, yeah. And I was, I was, I was looking up some, uh, some reports on it, and they were throwing the word release in there. And I'm just thinking to myself, you know, if there's, if there's no reconciliation here, if there's no way they can make it work, then they're not releasing them. You gotta try and get some value for him. You know, you, you can't just cut them loose for nothing. Uh, not a talented player like this. So, yeah, definitely a lot of ways it could play out. Um, it's time to it's time to ask the tough questions, guys. Um, would you have any reservations about keeping Trent Williams for the allotted price? You know, if it's just about the contract, uh, I'll start with you, uh, Connor. Then we'll go around the round table. Any reservations at all? Maybe long-term cap implications, you know, signing a guy over the hill uh, to a massive contract like this? Or, you know, is he worth it for the incubation period for Dwayne Haskins? Uh, yeah, I mean, to me, he definitely is. Um, look, I, I don't think he's getting – look, if it's two or three mil more a year, I, I don't think anybody blinks an eye. I, I really don't. I think you, you make that happen. Um like I said, the value for Trent Williams goes beyond on the field. I mean, not only is he a top tackle in the league, arguably one of the best in the league, 
again, what he provides in the locker room, what he provides as a leader, what he provides as a mentor, um, that's invaluable. Uh, the, I, I, I can't see a reason financially why the Redskins can't make it happen. Um, you know, I understand that the, the, the market has definitely grown. Um, but I mean, if he wants to be in the top two, top three for, for top paid or, you know, I mean, you're, you're talking maybe three mil more a year. Um, you know, that being said, um, I, I don't think it's going to take that much more. I, I don't think Trent's going to have, look, I don't think the Redskins going to be outbid. I don't think they can financially be outbid. I think they can make it happen. Um, I, I cannot possibly see a scenario where they, they trade and I really don't think releasing has even crossed the mind of the team at all. Mm. Um, so, no, to be honest, if you'd answer no, I, I wouldn't have reservations because I, I, I think you, you have to, as a team, you've got an obligation to treat your guys right. You know, if, if a guy has, has been with you through thick and thin, um, unless he's asking for some ridiculous amount, you have to establish a culture of paying your guys in-house being good to your guys. You've given us your time. We've stood behind you. We've stood behind you during, you know, suspensions. We've stood behind you during injuries, but you have been with us through thick and thin. We're going to treat you right. And I think it's reciprocal, but um, no, to answer your question, no, I, I wouldn't have any reservations. I, I think that's something the skins are, are going to have to get done um, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Okay. Nothing held back from Connor. Matt. What are you thinking? Any reservations about um, potentially signing Trent Williams to this extension? Uh, yeah, I would have a little bit. I mean, I would certainly have a little bit of hesitation, but not nearly enough to stop me from doing it. I think he's too important uh, on and off the field to what this team is trying to do right now. I, I, I would do whatever it takes within reason to get him in the building, especially when I think about what exactly the Redskins might be able to get for him. You know, if they got a first round pick for him, I think it becomes a real conversation of like, okay, uh, is this, or are they a first round pick offered to them? Then you really got to talk about it because at that point you're, you know, you're thinking long-term, but the, the last left tackle of any reasonable quality to my memory that got traded was Dwayne Brown actually from the Texans, I think to the Seahawks and they got a second and a fifth round pick. I don't think the Redskins would be able to get more than that. Uh, and, and to me, Trent Williams on this roster for 13 games is far more valuable than a, 2000, than a, than a 2020 second-round pick or possibly a late-round pick added in there. Uh, Trent, is he's been through this team with thick and thin. If they don't take care of Trent, who do they take care of? Uh, and, and my last thing that I'll say is I, I do have – a little bit of a concern. We've said, you know, no, they would never let him walk without, you know, any compensation or anything like that. We just did that with a quarterback. I don't know if they might do it with a left tackle. That's my only concern is, is we just let a, a pro bowl quarterback technically walk out the <laughs> door for no compensation. I mean, we got a, we got a compensatory pick, but in terms of trade, uh, my only fear is that somehow, some way they would come to the conclusion that doing the same thing with Trent would be the right thing to do. Uh, and, and Boy, I don't know how they'd recover from that because yeah, they, that, that'd be just awful. <laughs> yeah, to jump in real fast, um, JB Finley actually addressed that really well, uh, NBC Sports Washington, um, and I think he hit the nail on the head. And I, I completely agree. I think with Kirk, it was different because you know, like you said, like I, there were there's plenty of conversation as to whether Kirk is good, like right, or he's great, sure. or he's due the money that he, he's due. You know, Kirk is not a top three talent, and, and Kirk is has never been argued to be the best quarterback in the league. So I think 
you know, in the conversation, I under, I, I actually agree with a lot of, of what you said. I, I do think though, in, in the, in the, in the scope of a, a quarterback, I think you're talking about, you know, a guy who's good, who kind of struck payday at a good time. Um, then, you know, Trent Williams, who's, you know, like you said, possible Hall of Famer. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And, and, and Kirk was an anomaly and, and I mean, and his agent should get an award. I mean, they, they, they <laughs> played the system perfectly like the, to bet on himself like that in the right system, right time. It was, it was outstanding from a money perspective for him. Yeah. Uh, so, so I see what you're saying. The differences in the situation, I do think it's a good point. Um, and, and I don't think they're going to release him, but. For sure. uh, to me, to me, I, if I'm Eric Schaefer, I'm looking at this as my next master challenge, and and um, whether it takes you know Vernon Davis being out of here, whether it takes a Jordan Reed restructure, what whatever it takes, um, I'm getting Trent back in the building. Definitely. Okay. Yeah, I feel like the Kirk Cousins situation might have scared them straight a little bit, made them a little more decisive with these contract decisions. I mean, we saw when they traded for Smith. Uh, right, right off the bat, they signed him to a three-year extension. You know, I, I think they're going to try and be decisive with this. Um, but it, it'll be telling in the next few weeks. You know, if they really value Trent uh, with the baggage that he holds, you know, and sign him right away, or if they let it play out. I mean, it, it will be really telling. I do have some reservations. I was going back and forth on this um, when the news came out. Like literally back and forth, like every fifteen minutes. Like on one hand, you got a rookie quarterback who you need to give him a good blindside blocker. You know, Trent, Trent Williams is one of the best in the league. You know, you, you need to give him that structure so that he can develop without any kinks, without any, you know, hangups. Uh, but on the other hand, do I want to tie up that much money in a depreciating asset, you know, or, or maybe just get something for him, move on next year, maybe let Case Keenum start a little bit uh, so that Haskins development, you know, so you don't take a huge chunk out of it. I don't know. There, there's definitely two ways to this equation, you know, and it's going to be interesting to see ultimately what the Redskins conclude. But ultimately, it comes down to you know what Williams is willing to do. You know, if he's not going to come back, then there's no sense in trying to figure out the deal. But uh, I don't know, Jacob, you got any reservations about this, or would you just sign Williams back? I'll tell you what I would do. I would not sign him to an extension beyond this contract, but I would tell him that we will make him over the next two years, you know, we'll give you some more money to get you back into the top five paid tackles in the league, maybe even the top three if they're that worried. Um, I, I would just worry about him playing beyond age, what I think would be 33 when this contract is over. Um, but that would at least buy the team some time to find a successor if Jerron Christian doesn't work out. Um, he would be entering his age 33 season at that point in time. Uh, but right now, I'm just not sure an extension is such a great idea. But if if he wants a pay raise, I can understand it. And if I can just say one more quick thing yeah. uh, about this whole situation. Uh, I've seen Trent Williams get killed on social media the past few days of just people being like, oh, he signed a contract, now he's backing down on it. Miss me with that because <laughs> anytime an NFL team cuts a player, they don't hold up their end of the contract. If a player like Trent kind of wants a little more money and he might deserve it because, you know, he's still one of the top left tackles in the league, the fans and people always rebel against them for betraying the team. And I, I get it. It's a contract that he did agree on. 
but teams go back on that all the time. Only a select few players can fight for more money, which I think is what Moses was talking about. So yeah. uh, let's let's not crush Trent for asking what he's worth, especially as his career is starting to wind down. Yeah, you completely can, agree. Yeah, yeah, you're, absolutely. You're playing a sport where you're suff- like you're putting yourself in danger of you know suffering permanent damage to you know whether it's concussions or stuff like that. You know, I know ligaments in the knee. You know, Trent Williams, his knees have been big problems. So. You know, he, he's putting his life on the line out there, basically. You know, you, you you can't ask for enough, honestly, you know. And you have to imagine that the, watching, you know, your quarterback go down to, you know, likely a career-ending injury, that has to be playing a part in his head of, okay, I'm not getting any younger. Uh, I should probably start, you know, making some moves for my future here. And, I, you know, I, I can't imagine that Alex Smith's injury didn't, didn't probably remind him of, of how fragile life in the NFL can be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, having that close to see to it, it's it's got to be, you know, it's got to be a culmination of factors. And obviously, we don't know all the details. You know, it could just be his his personal experiences with the uh, training staff. It could just be the contract issue. We we won't know for sure for a little while. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. But um. Yeah, definitely a lot of underlying factors, and I think we covered all of them pretty well uh, on this podcast. So unfortunately, though, guys, we are out of time. Uh, If you want to see how the Trent Williams saga plays out, you're just going to have to wait like the rest of us. So it's going to be long. It's going to be tenuous, but um, we'll keep you in the loop over at Riggo's Rag. In the meantime, thanks for listening. Uh, Peace out. Have a good night.